All right, g'day everyone and welcome to episode one of Views from the Couch. Liam Faithful here with my great friend Luke Woods. How are you today, Woodsy? Very well, mate. Very well. Better now I'm looking at you, as they always say. So, very good to be here, mate. Good to have a chat. Indeed. You made a joke, actually, before we um before we hit the record button, mate. You apparently look like I'm somewhere out on the beach when I'm uh, casually just sitting here in my room. Um but oh well, that paints mate, a bit of a me- like mental you, picture for anyone that wants to listen. Mate, it looks like we're about to do a podcast on the top five destinations to travel that have a beach because you look like you were just in the Bahamas at the moment with a pina colada. I'm very envious. You're looking very relaxed. It's looking good, mate. Uh, oh, I'll take any compliment I can get, especially when you're from a from a place like me and Isa, mate. But uh, for any for anyone that's listening to this episode, it's just a bit of a background on us firstly, Luke and I are two mates from our uni days and I suppose the common denominator between our friendship for a long time has been football chat. So we thought with a bit of spare time, give podcasting a bit of a crack and uh, we've come up with the name Views from the Couch. Essentially just two little blokes with two big opinions on the game of rugby league and uh, just general thoughts and happenings in and around the world. So it's just a bit of a lighthearted take on I suppose, our experiences within the game and what we see as fans. And Woodsy, I'm, I'm really looking forward to giving this a crack with you. Yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to it too. We always we always have a good yarn about footy and sport when we do catch up. And uh, I, I reckon if you were to knock on, you know, 80, 90, 90% of houses on a Friday night, they'd be watching the footy, you know, so uh, they'd be sitting on their couch and their view would be the TV. So that's pretty much where we got the name from is, you know, that's our view on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday Arvo. And also we're going to give our views from, from the couch. So we're by all means no experts. You know, we've both played footy in our days. We both played for the same college and same university, but yeah, we're, we're always more footy fans than footy freaks. So if we were footy freaks, we, we would be the ones getting talked about, not the ones doing the talking, but <laughs> I'm happy to have a chat about the, the season so far and, and what happened with the off season and what might happen uh, going forward. Right. No. Look, for anyone that wants to give this a listen during their own time, again, I'll just reiterate, just two guys that want to talk footy, happy to take any feedback on board. A bit of a first dabble into podcasting for the two of us. But with that being said, let's crack into it. And mate, um, season 2021, we're back. It's hit us. We're one round in. Mate, how much did you miss it in the off season? Mate, it was it was hard. I was, I was itching for the All-Stars game. That was great when it came around. But Mate, very quiet off-season. Not as many scandals as I thought. You know, usually there's something happening on a Mad Monday. I think it's the, it must have been the COVID that shut it down because usually there's something, you know, there's a scandal left, right and centre. Um, a lot of trades, a lot of things like that. But there was no dogs involved in this off-season, thank goodness. You know, the players or the animal. So, yeah, it was, that was a change, you know, to have a bit of a breather. But it made me miss it even more when it, when it came around to kick off last week. Yeah, precisely, mate. Precisely. And... You know, you, it gets to the end of that off-season too and you're just really itching to see some footy again on the weekend. And, mate, I remember when the first trials rolled around, I, mate, I was probably excited as anyone just to see who was in the team <laughs> lineups, who was taking the fields, even the state of the new jerseys for this year. And I can't say it's done much for my thoughts on Paris, but, hey, changes are great, aren't they? <laughs> but, um, mate, we're, we're one week in. What, what are your thoughts from round one? Obviously, um, some teams look pretty, pretty good straight off the bat. Yeah, some definitely did. Um, some, obviously, you know, you could tell it was their, their first week. Um, I, I was having to think about probably the, 
the two best teams um, that I thought for the week. And I thought the Knights looked really good. Um, you know, they they just seem to be getting things, you know, things together over the off season. Um, and the Warriors, the Warriors, very composed. I know it was against your team, the Titans. Um, but, you know, usually they, 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 uh, they give away a lead or a lot of errors. They get quite complacent. But, you know, I, I had a look at some stats earlier and, you know, they only, had, they only had six errors the whole game, you know, compared to the Titans' 15. So, you know, they had a half the errors, which just is, is very um, unlike the Warriors, um, to say it nicely. But, yeah, they just really seemed to, you know, Cody Nikaruma had his head screwed on and it seemed like they really took it to the Titans. Yeah, for sure, mate. And, look, it, it did hurt watching the TV, but I must say, Fanua Blake could well be the signing of the year for me. Um, oh, mate. In the last couple of years, he's really shown some signs of being the premier front row of the game. And maybe he's the guy the Warriors have been missing, um, especially in the last couple of years, that big dominant body up top. Yeah, no, you're right. I agree. I mean, they tried, they did have Blair. I think they tried to get that role to Blair and he, and he was the captain, you know, and that leadership was there. But it, it, when it comes to pure enforcing, he's a very intimidating man, Adam. So, you know, and, and, and you could see it. It's the same with your Papalis, your Junior Paulos, you know, your, your Payne Hassage, you know, all those big boys that, staple herself into a team. And I, and I think he's going to be right at home over there. Mm, nah, for sure, for sure. And, mate, look, I 100% agree. The Warriors look great. Newcastle were pretty impressive too. But, mate, there's just something about the Melbourne Storm system, right? Like, you know, we're oh. talking Cameron Smith retired. Um, God bless him too for everything he's done for the game. But <laughs> Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater. And, mate, it's almost like a production line of talent. Like, look, look at their new spine now. I was crushing it. I was about to say, mate, it's like they just have a conveyor belt of just whatever they need. They've got a halfback, you know, they've just got the spine lined up and they just pick them out and go, yep, 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 yep. You know, like they're just the system itself. And, I've, you know, you're going to find out if you listen to this. I've, I enjoy my stats. You know, they had, they had more missed tackles than the Rabbits on Friday night. They had 34, the Rabbits had 22, and they still won the game. You know, like they, even when they were, you know, they stayed composed. They just knew what they had to do. They had game management, you know, amongst I've I've I'm coming out early and saying it, but you know, we're gonna talk about the Dally M later on. And uh, I, I know I have different opinions on him, but Munster's one of the ones I'm eyeing off. If if he has a season like he, you know, like he played in Origin, he'll be definitely up the top, I reckon, for Dally M. Mm, sure. For sure. Although there were some interesting uh comments made after the game too about him potentially being interested in the second Brisbane team coming in so I don't know if that sat well with his coach and uh, Craig right. Bellamy and Panisi up the storm but maybe that's a story for um, a podcast down the line but um, yeah. hey, I think something yeah, that... oh sorry you were saying Woods? No I was going to say it would be a massive loss I know they've got a, got a good production line there in Melbourne but if, if Munster did ever go looking you know he, he does bring that flair and that you know, mad dog money kind of personality that you kind of need in that team. Same with the cheese, you know, they're just, you know, I think they're coming off that premiership win um, and they, I know they all want to do it again, probably just the vendor again, but you know, it's, it was just business as usual, wasn't it? Mm, for sure. And mate, it's funny you mentioned the word vendor there. Um, for those that would have been watching the Matty John show on Sunday night, some pretty interesting comments there by Toby Rudolph. I, I found them pretty funny at the time. Um, in terms of, I think it was a lead-in from a Brian Fletcher question, which um, we all sort of know what route they, they tend to take. But, mate, um, well, some news came out today that the NRL were looking at um, giving Toby a bit of a slap on the wrist for a few of the things he said. What, 
what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, mate, I, I did have, a, you know, I, I do have an opinion on the matter and, you know, typical Fletch and, and those boys, they love a beer and, and you know, and, and they're always private of those kind of questions. But I, I think he, I think that was, it was hilarious when he said the thousand beers thing. You know, I say it at work when, when I want to knock off that I'm going to have a thousand beers and even the boss chuckles. Um, but I, I think the, the, the point that it, it got a little bit dicey, you know, was obviously when he said he was going to pull something, um, referring to obviously trying to pick someone up at a pub um it's it's not you know i don't think toby's a bad guy it's not it's just not a, obviously i can see parents point of view that it's not a good um you know good role model kind of thing to say for the young kids um however i don't think toby's a bad guy compared to all the other bad guys out in the world but i think that's why the light's been shone on him so hardly if that makes sense with everything that's been going on lately with all the terrible messed up things in the in the media you know i'm sorry in, in society which this isn't that kind of podcast but with all those things going on a little comment like that sparks that reaction to say well this is terrible he's a pig this is that this and that bad comment i get that but at the end of the day if a female sees that or he acts like that when he's out at the pub it's their choice whether or not they, they want to they want to associate with him right if he mm. if they, he's and i'm not i don't think he's a bad guy i think it was just a joke but if he's out there saying oh, i'm going to pull something tonight at the pub it's up to the female to make that choice you know what i mean so if the girls are attracted to that kind of you know um presence i don't know but I, I don't think he's a bad guy i just think with all the bad things happening it it it's gone negative on him and 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 people just got the ball rolling and steamrolling yeah no mate um look i i agree there too and i think there there is two sides to the argument there that i can sort of get a bit of an understanding from and to to your point before i don't think toby rudolph is a bad guy either and i don't think anyone believes he's a bad guy off the back of that interview no. but i think the uh, the players of the game also have to have a, le- a level of, um, I suppose, diligence when they are covering interviews, especially because the fan base of the game covers all ages. You know, we're talking kids, elder, elder demographic, and obviously people um, taking charge of that as role models. So there is a bit of a fine line, and and obviously the best balance of being able to answer questions like that is to be able to engage with a bit of a, a comedy persona as well as. I suppose being a good role model to kids, but um, look, I'm sure Toby will be, will be better for it anyway. And um, I don't think it's a reflection on him at all. So no, mate, um, I think nothing but a slap on the wrist sits pretty well with me, but um, yeah. And, and I agree. I agree. And he's done well. Eh? He came off, um, you know, he's reserved grade, I think a year or two ago and he came off the bench last year. And now he's wearing the 13. So, you know, that's why he got the interview. He's been, he's been noticed and it's, I think I think he got noticed for the wrong reasons on you know on the on Sunday, um, but on the topic I had uh, I had dragons and sharks as game of the game of the round for me, um, which is a big call being a para fan because you'd think I would have loved the Friday night game, but I, I didn't like the sixteen nil deficit <laughs> at, at, at half time, um, but that you know that game was tied up and the dragons you know were, I think it was eighteen sixteen until they took the try off Ramsey, um, so you know it, it could have been anyone's game until the last last um last couple of minutes yeah he was a cracker mate he was a cracker I, admittedly i only joined in at half time um which uh was pretty much the common theme of my sunday but mate every <laughs> everything i saw mate was absolutely on fire so mate um look I, I dare say you're probably not the only one that thinks it was game of the round for sure but um mate something i'm really keen for the next couple of weeks anyway is um we're talking about these new rule changes um a couple of different little tweaks to i suppose field goals being able to have a nudge from 40 meters out mate it's 
you know, something, something for us as fans, we're looking for different ways to keep the game exciting and keep the game moving forward. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%, mate. I, you know, I kind of forgot about the field goal one, to be honest, until um, I heard the commentators bring it up again. I thought, oh, yeah. And it's probably only a matter of time until someone bangs it, probably Adam Reynolds or someone that, you know, that can go deep like that. Um, I, I was against it when, it when it first came out. But at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not going to stop watching footy just for one rule change. Um, the, the one thing I didn't, I didn't know that I, and I was unaware about, and I think about 15 other Parramatta, 15 other thousand Parramatta fans were on, on the weekend is that you can, the bunker now reviews the try. So they'll award the try and then they can still review it. So we, we had no idea about that. And um, that just goes down to me, obviously not reading the rules over the off season, but um, we had no idea. And I was behind a, um, a big Kiwi guy, and I'm very glad that he was an Eels fan because he was ropeable at the fact that they were reviewing the Blake Ferguson try, uh, <laughs> try assist with the sideline with Gutho. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, never in my life have I seen them review a try after they've awarded it. And we're all blown up, only to see the same thing happen on, <laughs> on Saturday and on Sunday, and it's, it's a complete rule change. So I, I thought it was a blunder from the ref, um, but no, it's, it's a new rule change, which Look, you know, my thoughts regarding it, it's going to speed up the process as much. I can't, well, I hope it will that, you know, they'll award it and then they won't, you know, they won't diddle-dally around awarding it, if that makes sense. Because usually, you know, last season we had, you know, we'd go up the bunker for four hours, then they would award the try. Where this time, you know, they're going to award it. Okay, well, that means that they're 80% sure if they're awarding it. Let's review it. Yep, he set up the kick. You know, it's good to go. So there's no dilly-dallying with the kick restarts and stuff like that, but um, that was the main one I, I thought about. I, I'm I'm not too sure about your thoughts on the other ones, but yeah. Oh well, mate. Just, just to that point as well. I think, and I think you hit the nail on the head there again, mate. And for me, I think the biggest thing is just making sure we're getting the decisions right. If it takes a little bit of time away from the game, and maybe I suppose halts momentum within one of the teams, mate. Look, so be it. I just want to see more consistency being done, especially from the bunker, but also getting that synergy right with the the on-field referees as well. And I think that was a perfect example of that. There probably were a few eyebrows raised when the play ran on and, and I suppose the initial decision was made. But the fact that we've now got that ability to go back, ensure the correct decisions being made, just to cover the game from a bit of a PR perspective too, because the last thing we want to be talking about at the conclusion of the game is whether a decision was right or wrong in it and if it costed another team in terms of the overall result. So... Look, I think as fans, we just want to see, I suppose, quality footy played in the right spirit and in the right manner. And if that's going to help us do it, fantastic. But a hundred percent, mate, a hundred percent. And I and I think that's you know that's the case now. We're seeing obviously a lot quicker footy with last season's change of the uh, the six again rule. Uh, but consistencies, the only thing that people can argue against if things aren't consistent, you know. And I, I remember there was an Eels Storm game last year. I think it was when um, the Cheese broke his jaw again. Um, you know, uh, uh, one of the, the storm forwards might have been Nelson um, hit the Eels player and he got sent or one of them got sent. But then when Cheese got hit, you know, he only got on report. So, but it was the same height, same thing. So I, I don't know if it was a send off or something like that, but if, if it's exactly, if it's like, I understand different refs, different games, but if it's going to be in the same game, it has to be consistent. Otherwise that's where players are going to blow up and fans are going to turn off the telly and throw their remotes at the wall, which I've seen you do over the years. So <laughs> uh, That's a nice visual for everyone. But, um, yeah, yeah. mate, I, I suppose, like, like, and we, we haven't exactly touched on this yet as well, um, but 
mate, in terms of the new rule changes, one of the big ones for me is field goals from 40 metres, mate. Like, could you imagine the scenes in semi-finals footy, you know, a team stand by two and they're snapping one from 40 metres from 40 meters to make a result like mate like that that's some of the stuff that i suppose gets played in the highlights real 10 years from now so there there are probably only a select few players in the game that have that ability but mate the more we can see it i think it's going to draw some more bums and seats oh 100 percent. and also like i think the the seven again um or seven sorry seven tackle set um rule that was you know that came in a couple of years ago now you know that that kind of counter counterbalances it because if you, you know if you're going to have a dig from 40 and try and get the extra extra point you know extra two points now um well yeah that's cool but if you miss it and it goes over the, and that fullback lets it go dead um you know you, you're going to have to defend seven tackles so that kind of balances it out whereas if it had just been they get six again well you know that's no different to grubbing it in there but now it's seven tackles if you're gonna have a, if you're gonna if you're gonna bang it, you're gonna be very confident. You know what I mean? So sure. Um, I agree. As long as it doesn't turn out too much like Union, I love the sport, but I still want to see it. You know, them running and, and attacking and not just sitting there and banging it from forty. But I think I think we'll probably maybe see ten this year. Ten people have a crack at it. I, I'm not too sure. I imagine it'll be on half time. That would that would be the main ones. If you got a little lead, people will bang them from there. You know. But as you said, you'd have to have the wind right. You'd have to have both your shoelaces tied up correctly. Uh, it's a big kick. <laughs> it's a big kick. <laughs> it so, big kick. yeah, it, it, especially under pressure. Like, yeah, I know a lot of people have done it. You know, Benji's nailed a few. Lockie nailed a few back in the day from there. But, yeah, it's um, you'd have to have big goat, um, <laughs> big gonads to do it. So. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm going to backtrack. You mentioned rugby union there for a bit, I think. Our friendship group knows this as well. I tend to call that sport rugby union uh, for <laughs> the reasons I'm sure you probably understand. But it's a rugby league podcast, so we'll move right along. But, um, mate, look, we've, we've dabbled a little bit in, in regards to teams that impressed us on the weekend as well and, and I suppose the style of play. Mate, um, look, I wanted to ask four teams to give the title run and why. Um, hit me with some good stuff, mate. Yeah, look, pretty cliche answers. I think pretty pretty standard. I think that these teams have um, well, well, two of them have definitely established themselves over the last ten years, and that's the Roosters and Storm. Um, I don't know what happened with the Roosters last year. You know, with with the finals, I don't know if it was luck of the draw or just the better team won on the night. But you know, the the Roosters and and Storm are, are definitely going to be up there. Um, as we said, Storm just keep keep smashing them out, and Roosters are. You know they've had a pretty they've got pretty much a similar team from last year. A few injuries around their their number nine role, but uh, once that comes back on board, I mean they still put forty odd points on 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 the weekend. You know what I mean? So um, I think so they're definitely depth. up there. So much I think, depth there as well, mate. Like you know we got Victor Radley. Oh, he's a hooker by trade, and he's and he's in there yeah. playing in the back row. So they're like the storm in that yeah. sense, right? Just a huge production line of talent just come straight in. It, even even last year with the with the wings, you know, like when Morris wasn't there or Tupo wasn't there, you had Ryan Hall, who was an English <laughs> international, and he was in reserve grade. And then uh, I think it's Ikevalu who who got five tries in one game. You know, so it's it's the same thing. They've got that depth. Um, Robbo seems to know what he's been doing for the last ten and a bit years that he's been there since. I think it's nearly ten years in that that he that he's been there. Robbo's been there forever, so yeah, um, they seem to be seem to be you know pretty. Soon. They'll definitely be top four, whether or not it's the Storm Roosters Grand Final. I don't know because um, you you can't rule out Pan- Panthers. You know they've had a taste of it. They kind of got their booty spanked on in the Grand Final, um, and I imagine that would have made them a lot hungrier. Younger group of boys, 
they're only going to get better, you know. So that's that's another one. And then Raiders, I had Raiders, just because Ricky Stewart, he, he demands the best. And I reckon if anyone can get them boys to get back in the grand final again, it'll be Sticky Ricky. Mm. Mate, you've um, you, you've covered you've covered pretty much everyone I was going to touch on as well, and you know <laughs> it, it, it does seem to be a bit of the boring answer, like you like you mentioned, but. Mate, those four teams are just a genuine standout at the moment, right? For all the reasons you just mentioned, and I think as a as a football fan, I, I can actually um, you know tip my hat to the way in which the Raiders have done things as well, in the sense that they haven't gone out by your traditional method and buy your superstar player. I've lost your audio, man. Yeah, I've got you. Got you. Hey, am I back? Yeah, just come in and say, um, as a rugby fan, and we'll, I'll try and cut it later. So. Yeah, all good. Mate, look, um, I suppose I'll, I'll definitely tip my hat to the Raiders and which the way they've gone about things. And I sort of say that because they haven't gone out by your traditional methods and looked for superstar talent and tried to bring them into the roster or... I suppose, um, tried, to, tried to poach some other players in terms of building that core leadership group and building the team around them. Like, if you look particularly at their spine, but even their broader group, mate, they're full of, you know, talent that they sort of brought in really, really young, nurtured them through, and now they're, you know, one of the best players in those key positions. Mm. Like, we're talking Nickel Koshlad, for example. I think I pronounced that wrong, but... <laughs> but, um, mate, all that English talent too. Uh, Georgie Williams and and um, mate, Elliot Whitehead too, like such a consistent player for so many years now. And it, the, the honest truth is, hand on heart, I'm a rugby league fan, but I couldn't have told you who Josh Hodgson was before he had played a game there. And no. mate, outside of, you know, your, your obvious Smith and Badiris, he's definitely one of the best, better hookers I've ever seen play. So, mate, I think you've got to tip oh, in terms of the way in which they've developed their team. Mate. I think majority of their salary cap is going to flights from England. Um, it's just Ricky just going over there and just finding the boys in the pub, watching them play on a Saturday and signing them up. You know, like he just keeps them coming. I mean, George Williams just he had a cracker of a season. You know, he he bounces well off wide and wide and so yeah, I, I think they're definitely contenders. You know, you got Big Pappy up the front. Um, Hodgins, you know, just it's a good team. It's a very good team, but. That's who's going to be at the top. Who do you reckon is going to be at the bottom, mate? And why? Yeah, look, it's a good question, mate. And I suppose going off round one form, mate, um, look, actually, go, going into round one, I probably would have said Dragons would have been my favourites for the spoon. But, mate, I think give them a bit of credit. They were, at a full, they were up against a close to full-strength Sharkies team and they gave them a really good run in a local derby. So... Mate, look, I've still got my question marks on them in terms of maybe a spine that's not truly concrete within the team at the moment. But, mate, they, they did show signs of life on the weekend. Um, I, I, I do have a funny feeling that Manly might, um, might be ringing down the bottom of the ladder this year too. And I don't think it's a reflection on Desi Hasler as a coach or may, maybe not so much a reflection on their entire team, but I do think they're lacking a bit of depth in those key positions. Um, Mate, look, I love watching Tommy Turbo as much as I hate to admit it as a Queenslander. But, mate, when he goes down, they just look like such a different beast. And they probably haven't got an absolute set number nine in their team as well, which is probably hurting them at this point. Um, but, mate, I, I suppose those would probably be the two I'd isolate at the moment. 
Yeah, and even like, like I know Kate Cuss got injured, so even like their spine changes a bit. They've got four in fact now, but uh, I hate to say it, his track record, you know, how many games will he miss this year? Um, you know, and you look at the stats with Turbo, I, I don't know him off the top of my head, but the win ratio when he plays compared to when they don't is massive. And that's fine, but you can't you can't win premierships like that. Um, so I agree, they might be down the bottom, but you know, if they had a full strength team, you know, it'd be good. But they've lost Spinel Blake. That's a huge loss. Um, you see what he's done over the Warriors already. Um, so, you know, stuff like that, those key positions are really lacking. Um, but I, I'm with you. And I, I, I thought Dragons, yeah, that, you know, I didn't really think of them as, as, a, as a bottom team. But I, I, I hate to say, because I know you've got a soft spot for these guys, but I've I put the Cowboys um, just down the bottom there because I, I don't think things are smooth sailing up there. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just, same kind of thing, you know, they've got a young team. It's like they're in a redevelopment stage, new coach. I don't know, they might come out and surprise me, but, you know, there have been a lot of changes going on there. Um, you know, and what did I have here that they had, um, you know, 40 missed tackles, yeah, like 32 missed tackles the whole round. Like, mm. you can't win games if you're tackling that much, you know. I'm oh, sorry, missing that many tackles. That's not even including how many tackles, you know, they had to make. So, I think they might be down the bottom. Um, and I, I think the Tigers, my other one, so I know they've got they've got they've got a, they're a team that has a, a bunch of young good players like Dewey, you know, most of them boys only young. You know, you've got I think they got the uh the new forward, um what was the one that wanted that was gonna mow the lawn? Josh Alloway uh, Alloway. <laughs> um Alloway. So, you know, he you know, um oh no, did they, oh, did he shift? I think he shifted, he he was with the Tigers and he shifted. Uh, no, so, I think he I think he's still running around in the system there. So Yeah, yeah but I mean they, and they got they got They've got Nofaluma, they've got the, the Jet and stuff like that. But I just, I think when it comes down to this, the spine, you know, they don't have a Teddy, they don't have a Pappy, they don't have a Munster, they don't have a Josh Papali, they don't have a Kiri or Cleary. And they're the kind of guys, you know, you look at Nathan Nathan Cleary, he's got that Luai outside of him as a young guy. Look how much of a better player he's become. He, you know, he was, he made his, he played for the Blues, you know, because of what, what Penrith's done and who's he played alongside with. Brooks a great player, good player, Luke Brooks. So I think he's a very good player, and you see that. But I don't know if what role he has on that team going forward compared to even Cherry Evans and even Moses has taken over the Eels, you know, stuff like that to to work that spine. I think that you're yeah, same with the number nine. You know, Little's out, uh, Moses. You know, what's he going to play out like? It's there's just the, the whole spine's just a bit jambled, and I think they might struggle to develop this year or re, re, rephase this year. <laughs> mate poor old tigers hey i i must say mate um look my favorite player of all time is scotty prince um a fun fact for anyone that listens but mate um look i, I did develop a bit of a soft spot for the tigers when princey took him to a premiership back in 05 but man it's been pretty slim pickings since then hey and you know you, you do sort of scratch your head and try and figure out why because some of the players they've had have been you know you know generational talent mm. <laughs> led by your benji marshes and robbie farrow in particular but Mate, there, there does seem to be a little bit of disconnect there. And, um, mate, uh, slightly a little bit off topic, but checking out their Facebook page today, in announcing one of their new club partners in Hertz Car Rentals, mate, the pundits were having an absolute field day saying, uh, come a ninth every year, Hertz. Uh, Luke Brooks is up for a rental. <laughs> mate, like, it was, uh, it was pretty funny viewing, I must say. But, um, look, I, I definitely hope the Tigers... Ca- the Tigers fans could have their days sometime soon because has been has been a long time for me and I suppose representing 
a big catchment region in Sydney, you definitely want to see him come through with the goods. But, mate, I suppose moving along, bold predictions. Um, mate, both of us, I suppose, are pretty commonly known around our friendship groups for thinking and speaking boldly. But um, curious to know, is there anything, I suppose, in the, in the next little while or across the season that might be, um, might be of interest to you? Yeah, strap yourself in. Buckled up. Mitch, Mitch Barnett, top point scorer. Top point scorer, that's huge, mate. How many tries do you reckon Pierce is going to put over? I don't know. He's kicking for the Knights now. Yeah, no, he's, he's kicking. I, I yeah, guess. yeah. Like, how, how many yeah. goal-kicking wingers have we got in the comp net? That's um. That's something I've got to think about, actually. Yeah, that's another good question. We'll have to look at that. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's too many anymore. It used to be a thing. I know Ruben Garrett kicks, but I don't know if he's doing it at the moment. But, yeah, that yeah. used to be the, the go-to with your Luke Birch, El Masri's, you know, the whole crew. So, yeah. uh, But I reckon Mitch Barnett, mate, he'll be at least... I don't know if he's going to get the golden boot or the top point scorer, but I reckon he'll be up the top. If he kicks all season and they keep scoring... That's my that's a, hey, it's bold for a reason, baby. <laughs> it is bold for a reason, mate. So mate, I, like I should have like let it. I should have let you go first. I should let you go first because mine's that bold. It 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 needs to be yeah. It's just I can't handle it. But that I reckon it could happen. Five, you know, top five minimum. You'd be top five points scorer. Mate, I'd love to see it. And mate, I, I did get the shock of my life when I saw him uh, lining up to take the conversions on the weekend too. I definitely thought that was out of the ordinary, but. The other thing I thought as well is he had a bit of Craig Fitzgibbon about his kicks. They, the ball stayed nudged after he put his foot through it, didn't mm. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to mention he was another forward. And then you got, um, is it Tekiara that plays for the Roosters? Tekiara. Um, yeah. Oh, Tekiara. Yeah, he kicks. So yeah. big, the big fellas can do it, mate. I'm backing Mitch in. But uh, what, what's yours, mate? What's yours? It better be bold. Oh, mate, it's bold. I, I, I don't think I'll be catching you in the bold stakes this evening, but I've got a, uh, got a prediction that probably comes at the detriment of three people within our game, but I'm tipping before season's end. We're going to see three coaches sacked, mate, and their names will be Johnny Morris from the Sharkies. Unfortunately, I don't see Griffin seeing out the season at the Dragons, nor do I see the season being seen out for Madge Maguire over at the Tigers. Um, it's it's always been musical chairs, the coaching industry, and contracts don't count for much these days. But um, unfortunately, with those three teams, mate, I don't see them sitting too high on the ladder, and it could be a bit of bad news for their caretakers. Yeah, no, mate, I agree. And I, I did see Fox Sport put up a, um, I think it was a, a uh, it was a table of, of where they are in risk, or it was some kind of pun, but it, it showed that who you know what coach they thought was most likely to be sacked um they did have the cowboys on top um they had, but they even had you know kevin walters in there it, it's a tough it's a it's a cutthroat industry you mm. know like it's just i think you need to at least have a minimum one year two year to develop you know they're already putting that money into it they're putting the salary into it the coaches are you know getting to know the players the system and then they go oh see you later you know like, i think as a building club, you know, to rebuild a club, you've got to be patient. Um, you got to weather the storm um, and and see how, not just the NRL team, the storm, but, you know, the hard times as well um, and, and go from there. Look at all, all your good coaches. They've had long, long stints at their clubs, you know. So, um, even Bennett, you know, I know he bounces around a bit, but he's kind of gotten to the point where he, he can demand that 
that respect from the players. Um, old Clint Eastwood, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. I agree with you, mate. There'll be a lot of sackings. Um, I just I hate to see it because unless they've had a good crack at it, you know, a year or two, or even a year, give them one year, you know, let them have a, a Hollywood movie season and then, you know, make your decision. Don't just make it halfway through. So, yeah. um, but that's, that's the end of the day, it's made by people that, that look after the books and the finances. It's not made after the players or the, or the you know, or their bosses. So, mm. For sure. Fickle industry being a footy coach, mate. I don't think, um, unless it's running water for you under sixes, I don't think you'll ever see me do it. <laughs> but, but there's no, probably, no, there's probably agree, multiple mate. other no. reasons for that as well. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, um, I just wanted to mention earlier, too, I didn't, I didn't get a chance in when we were talking about by the season. Um, he had for Newell Blake, and I he completely went under my radar when I thought about it um, earlier today, but um, I, I was thinking Andrew McCulloch. Yeah, nice. That's not too bad. Reasons why? He, he made si- he made 64 tackles on the weekend and only missed one. When I played as a hooker, I missed 64 tackles and I made one a game. So <laughs> he is the opposite of my whole football career. And he killed it. I just think, you know, Benny Hunt had two tries at half. So... He might be finding his feet back there. I, I know he's a better hooker, but he's always wanted to play half, from my understanding. Um, Norman might come back in at the six. I'm not too sure where they'd put Adam Clune. Um, but Dufty's not going to lose, you know, lose his spot at the back. He, he was pretty superb on the weekend. Um, he's a little pocket rocket. So I, I just think that's a good spine if they have McCulloch, um, Hunt, Norman, and, and Dufty at the back, and then Clune maybe come off the intersection as a lock, a lock forward, extra ball player, 14 like Benji. Um, that that would be awesome, but yeah, I, I think he could be a buy of the season if he stays healthy. He could be awesome, like that tackle rate, sixty four tackles, man, that's unreal. Look, Woodsy, give yourself a break, man. I was standing next to you for a lot of those missed tackles, and there were some big Kiwi boys running at me. So I don't think I don't think there's too much <laughs> yeah, shame in that one, though. Still, they uh, don't show it on the uh, on the stat sheet, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he might be the buy of the year. Um, it just yeah, it just depends how the dragons go and if he stays injury free um and i did want to talk about quickly injury was ryan james mate your friend your mate former titan 600 plus days and he's back in the nrl mate it was really really good to see and i know fox sports cut a bit of a promo before that game too where um the big fella got a bit emotional in the thoughts of running running back out there but mate look i'd love to see him in titans colors um don't get me wrong, but mate, the fact that he's back out there and healthy for one, but also playing some pretty good footy off the bench, mate, it's it's good to see. And Ryan is definitely one of the genuinely good people within the game. And um, mate, look, he's he's had a torrid run the last couple of years, and you wouldn't wish that that sort of injury resume on anyone. But mate, it, it was so good to see. And um, not sure if I like him in the lime green though. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he got the meat pie. Um, so that's you know that, I, I noticed that there was a few few big boys got off the uh, off the nudie run already. Um, Aaron <laughs> Woods got that seal. Um, I don't think he. I think Woods has only scored. Yeah, scores one or two a season, and you know <laughs> he snagged it pretty pretty quickly. So same Jun- with James. Junior Paul. Oh, Junior Paul. I got over. Yeah. Oh, geez. What, yeah, he's a record wall though. You're, like, you're not you're not going to stop. Like he's. I know that people say a lot. Oh, you're not going to stop him that close. But he is. He is the definition of you're not going to snap close like that. Oh. He. That was so incredible. Um, but, you know, like, he got off pretty quickly, um, Ryan James and, and Woodsy and stuff. But I, I think 
yeah, injury-wise, you know, James is the only one I can think of that's had, you know, a worse stint. I know Tedesco back in the day had a lot of knee issues, but Jack Bird, two seasons out straight away. Like, you know, Kieran Foran has had a lot of injuries, but they've been short ones. We, you know, Bird missed, I think, two seasons in a row for the Bronx, you know. So, mm. um, to see him back was good. You know, whether you love him or hate him, to see him back doing what they're doing. And, and you, you know, even going through yourself, you know, you recently broke your collarbone. You had to take it out of the sling so people didn't take pity on you. But, you know, even even coming back from things like that and your rehab and stuff like that, everyone's had injuries or um, sicknesses and stuff like that. To You know how hard it is to come back in everyday life. You know, you've only just recently been able to put a shirt on. You know, let alone these guys going out there and playing elite level footy. Um, it's I know they've got a lot better resources and stuff like that, and you know they're more athletic than us, but it's still just as hard to come back. So good on them, good on the boys. I hope they have a good season. Um, I hope Turbo heals up his hamstring. Um, yeah, it, that's 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 the only other concern. But look, very good round of footy I thought I thought so far. Um, but yeah, we just need to look really going forward. I, I know I mentioned. Um, Munster for the rest of the year, but I think Cleary might be a, a shot at the Dallium as well. Yeah. Uh, what would be your thoughts for the season? Oh, well, mate, I'm, I'm still trying to scratch my head and figure out how we didn't win it last year. And that's not a shot at Jack White and who who did take it out, but mate, for me, Cleary had the ball on the string um, all the way mm. through 2020. Mate, look, I think it'd be pretty hard to go past Cleary as well. Um, if Luke Cleary can stay on the park all year and um, I suppose stay away from those head knocks, mate. I'd love to see him get it. And I suppose... Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah, that's the thing, mate. And look, the, the Roosters have always been a thorn in many people's heels, but I just love the way the bloke plays. And like, if you see him take the ball to the line, he, he goes in so deep before he passes it. He seems to have so much connection, especially with his left side of the field as well. He just seems like that sort of guy that you'd love to play outside of. And... Um, I'm still a little, little bit dirty, mate. You New South Welshman took him off us. He's from Toowoomba, the great man. But, uh, mate, yeah. I, I would love yeah. to see LK get it. Yeah, yeah, nice. Hey, it's definitely, definitely a possibility. Um, he's really the go-to playmaker there um, uh, at the moment. I know they've got Lachlan Lamb in there and there might be that young fella. I think another Williams is come, might be looking to debut soon. But, yeah, he's definitely... Uh, him, him and Boyd just need to keep their head knocks. Like, need to be careful with that. Um, I know footy, we love footy and they love footy, but at the end of the day, you're noggins. You, know, you only got one of them. So um, I think it'll be good. Um, that, that's, I, I know who's going to be top point scorer. That's going to be Mitch, Mitch Barnett. That's easy. Top, top point scorer. <laughs> top try scorer. Who do you, who you reckon? Mate, look, um, I love the way Alex Johnson plays. And I know he got it last year. So again, it's a little bit easy to point him out. But mate, he's just a proven try scorer down on that left edge. And mate, look, if it's not him, I'm going to throw one up for you. Brett Morrison is last, potentially his last season of footy. Mate, how good would that be? Um, I think in my, in my two decades of watching the game, I'm, I'd probably struggle to think of a more consistent finisher. And I'm pretty convinced if the bloke was a Queenslander, he'd have 30 origin caps under his name because he's just that proven. But, mate, um, look, I reckon it'd be great if he could pull it off. For those that are only listening to this and didn't see the video, I just I just threw my sheet of paper because I had Brett Morris as well. So he bagged <laughs> uh, bagged a hat trick on. Yeah, exactly, bagged a hat trick on the weekend. I think with Teddy, Teddy feeding him and Manu as well in the centres. Um, I think he, I don't even know if he's on Manu's side, but they've got the playmaking ability there, um, mainly from Teddy and 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 LK. So 
But yeah, I had him and I had Pappy as well, just because he's learned to back himself and he's got that touch football speed. Like that one try that he scored on Friday um, or Thursday was should not have been like someone that size should have not have been able to score that. But he just the way that he ran that line straight through and just dove in the corner, it was touch football, you know, day one. But now he's just he's bulked up, um, but he hasn't lost his speed. So yeah, I had Pappy, Pappy or, or Brett Morris. So be interesting. I'd love to see him up there. Be awesome. What he's, he's you know, 47. Him and him and his brother at the moment, and they look about 21. So. Um, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome to see him get it done. But it's um, it's going to be a long season ahead. Let's look forward to to this week. Yeah, Have you yeah. done your tips? Well, before we get to that, mate, I have an insider that was down at the Roosters training the other day, and he told me he saw a lot of forty twenties. And when I asked how exactly those kicks were going, he said, "No, no, no, not kicks. Forty twenties is in." They're 20, but they look 40, referring to the Morris twins. So, uh, <laughs> a bit of a dirty one by him. But um, Yeah, that's good. That is good. Yeah, not bad. But, mate, look, I'm just glad to glad to have the game back. And, you know, after such a disjointed year last year, mate, just, I suppose, a full season of 40-plus finals, getting Origin played at, I suppose, that peak, peak time of the year as opposed to at the end where we're dealing with a few... I suppose layover injuries and a few postseason surgeries. I mean, I, that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most, and um, seeing my Titans climb up the ladder. But, um, mate, you're, you're, you've always been a bit of the funny man within our group, Woodsy. Um, have you seen any anything? I suppose that's caught your eye in terms of that comedy element in the last little while. Yeah, we we did talk about it earlier. Um, a classic Gus going off off script, but I I did think it was hilarious the a thousand beers joke. Um, I use it as I said, I use it at work all the time. Um, you know, ten o'clock in the morning, I'm like, oh, I'm going home. I'm gonna have a thousand beers. Um, you know, I I joke about it enough until I start drinking at work and I got fired. But other than that, um, you know, it's a it's a good joke. I think it was just a bit unfortunate that it, it got carried the way that it did. Um, yeah, but footy wise. Poor Gutho tried to get the the um the short restart and, and he, he got back he got tall. Um it was a it was a line dropout, got ten meters and then he knocked it on. So even he got up and laughed. Um, you know, the the fifteen thousand Parramatta Eels fans at the Broncos Stadium weren't laughing, but um yeah, it was it was pretty funny. He got up and laughed. Um that was probably why we were down sixteen nil that half, but I think he um he tied his hair up properly. He got his big boy hair in, and then he uh, came out, and they killed it in the in the in the second half. But um, yeah, that was probably my two, mate. What about yourself? I didn't think that far ahead, and I've actually got nothing. Uh, all good. All good. I was just like, oh, I can't think of any. Well, why'd you ask me then? If, why would you make me? Why'd you ask me if it, um, <laughs> if you didn't have one? I, I, I asked you about footy tipping, and then you just started talking about it. So yeah, all good. All good. Have you done your tips? Uh, tips for this week. I, I have done my tips for this week, mate. Run run through the games for me, and um, and I'll take you through. All right, I'll I'll help you out, mate. I'm the backbone of this with the uh, with the scripts. You you sort out all the scoop, the Zoom or Scoom or MySpace and Facebook or what are these kids are calling it, and I'll look after all the tips and the, and the, the paperwork. Okay. All so first MySpace, game mate. we got my my mighty mighty eels against the uh, the Melbourne Storm. Um, I have tipped the Eels purely out of loyalty, but the the they the Melbourne Storm are our voodoo doll. They are our fawn in the wind, or that doesn't even make sense. Whatever they are, whatever the worst thing they can be for someone, our kryptonite 
they are that to the Eels. Ever since that bloody 09 final, grand final, we've never really got the wood over them. So, um, which I don't want to talk about because I don't want to cry on camera. But um, I've tipped the Eels. I imagine you'd probably be going with the Storm. I am, mate. I am. And look, I'd, I think the Eels aren't too far away from being in that top four category that we alluded to earlier. But the Storm are just too powerful around the, uh, around the entire roster for me. Yeah, 100% agree, mate. And like the Eels, obviously, they finished top four last year. There is a stat that whenever we finish top four, we get wooden spoons. <laughs> so I really hope that's not the case. Um, I don't think it will happen. I think we have a lot of depth this year and a lot of lot of talent. Um, but yeah, the Storm, you know, they they knock us out of finals all the time. And they're just, a, they're just yeah, they're too good for us most of the time. But hey, hopefully we can get the win. It is at Bank West, so that might help. Uh, um, wait, wait, see how it goes. We've got the best daddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so we're, we're oh mate, we got the Warriors and the Knights. So I tipped the <laughs> I tipped the Warriors, eh? So they were they were short outs. Um but yeah, I've gone with the Warriors. I think I said that earlier. Yeah, I've tipped the Warriors. I haven't changed already. So Warriors against Knights. I just think if they put the performance they did against um, the Titans against the Knights. It would be a very close game, but I, um, I think that they will just um, they will just edge out and beat the Knights. But I don't know, mate. I'm open to your thoughts. Yeah, mate. I actually went the Knights in that one, and mate, they just looked really strong. I suppose last week against the Dogs, and I think I suppose they're, they're only going to get better as well. They're still missing a couple of key personnel, and um, there's a certain K Ponger I'm definitely alluding to there, but. Uh, Newcastle for me, but definitely not a reflection as to where the Warriors are at the moment. Yeah, well, the I just had a look at it. The Knights had only seven errors and the Warriors had six. So, you know, they were two of the lowest teams. The Sharks only had five by, by the looks of it. So, if they play like that again, it'll be a very uh, technical game. Um, but, yeah, we just have to... You never know. Also, with the Warriors, the two turns up each week. And we, I think we all know that. I think the Warriors know that. But um, that leads us on to our, uh, onto the next Friday night game, the Titans, your mighty Titans, uh, against the Bronx. Yeah, mate, bit of a Queensland derby. And I suppose bragging rights are, are up uh, for this game as well. Um, I'm going for Titans. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased. But, mate, I think for me, the Broncos in the second half at the moment probably just don't have that edge for me to have much confidence in them week to week. Um, I suppose the Titans are definitely going to take a little bit of learning from, I suppose, Big Fifi and Big Tino in their first games as well. Um, I, I sort of thought probably Ash and Jamal didn't combine with them as well as they potentially could have. And I reckon they'll be the first to acknowledge that. But as soon as those conversa- uh, combinations start to build, mate, I think we're really going to start to see the best out of our two big new signings. And hopefully uh, Friday can be a bit of a catalyst for it. Yeah, mate, I agree. And there is the old saying, you know, you can't buy a, buy a premiership. And we've seen other teams try to do it. I know the Warriors had a stack team a couple of years ago and they didn't do any good. But I do believe with the system that the Gold Coast have been the only Gold Coast team and, um, you know, everything they've gone through, but still keeping, you know, Ash Taylor and, you know, Mitch Rain, a few, few, few followers from a couple of years, they definitely can have a good run, whether or not it's this year and they make the eight this year or, or it's next year. I, I see it in the next three years that they'll be definitely top eight contenders. Um, I have tipped the Bronx purely because it's um, their performance against the Eels. Could just be biased against the Eels, but that was a frantic game on Friday. That's one word I described it to everyone that asked me about it. It was, <laughs> it was frantic. So 
I don't know. I don't know if they'll bounce back from it under Kevy. I don't know if they will. Honestly, it could go either way. Both teams are coming off a loss, first first round loss. Um, but yeah, I mean the Broncos had thirty eight missed tackles. Um, same thing, you know, like defense wins games. So who knows? I think I don't know if Coates is still out. He's one of their best at the moment. I know we say the moment's only week one, but he was at that best. He got that he got the double on his birthday on Friday. So, you know, I know he nearly snapped his neck fifteen ways from Monday, but he I think he only had a little burner. So hopefully he can come mm. back. But yeah, that'll be it'll definitely be a good game. I'll be tuning into it. It'll be awesome to see. Um and then Saturday at one fifty five we have the Bulldogs and Panthers. I'd like to think that the dogs would, would have a good chop, but they're at six dollar odds. So um, I don't know if I had my if I had my betting accounts open, I'd put twenty on it. But I, I think Penny, Penny Panthers will will uh, strike while the iron's hot and still get the win over the dogs while they're still rebuilding. For sure, for sure, mate. Look, um, I think I think that's a pretty clear cut one for me as well. And they're just looking too strong across the park at the moment, Panthers, and they're going to give the premiership a shake this year. And these are the games they need to be winning and in order to get there. Yeah, very well said, mate. That's the thing that Storm's done well over the years. They win the games that they should win. You know what I mean? They don't they don't lose to teams that are outside the eight or, you know, at $6 outsiders like the dogs are to the, the, the Panthers. Um, speaking of outsiders, mainly it's $4 outside the, the Rabbitohs. You tipped them as one of your, your worst teams ever. I mean, worst teams this year, sorry. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I, I think the Rabbitohs, um, same thing. They they played against the Storm, but, you know, they had 13 errors. I think, well, no, they had a lot more than that. What they have? They had 16 errors and 22 missed tackles. So every time I looked at the TV, that someone was dropping the ball um, for the Rabbits. So um, Storm played well, but the Rabbits also didn't play the best. Um, Damien Cook, unfortunately, didn't, didn't um, you know, not the fire as much as I wanted. Just I only say that because um, I love Cookie, if you ever watch this Cookie, but... You only got 35 points on Fantasy League um, and I had you as my captain. So it really hurt. Um, <laughs> Ryan Pappenhausen got 77 or something and he wasn't even a, you know my captain. So it'd be an interesting game. I think Wayne Bennett will get under him and I think the Rabbitohs will bounce back. Um, and I imagine you'd probably be thinking the same. Yeah, I am, mate. And look, I, I still think the Rabbitohs are a, are a bit of a premiership threat, but they just need to be a bit more clinical in the first half. And it, it, it will take a bit of time. There's a few key signings in the off-season that are going to have to find their feet. And, um, mate, I, I actually, personally, I'm keen to get your thoughts on this, but for me, their two best on the park last week were Benji and Jai, both coming off the bench, making their club debuts. So, mate, look, oh, I'm sure they will, I suppose, continue to have a strong season. But uh, they, these are the games the Rabbitohs need to be winning in order to, I suppose, satisfy that high ladder position. And um, I think they'll get the job done. Yeah, agreed, mate. Agreed. So, I um, I, I just realised I pretty much tipped the majority of the away teams except for the Eels and the Warriors because I tipped the drag the Dragons, um, up up against the the Cowboys just because um, cracking game um on Sunday and they've got that lot of talent. I don't know if Ramsey looked a bit injured and he he was probably one of their best on the weekend uh, playing on the wing. He filled in for fullback when Dufty um had a head knock, I think it was. So. Uh, be interesting. Same like with with the dragons and the sharks and a few teams. You, you, the, the rocks or diamonds, you don't know. Those ones that sit around anywhere from nine to fourteenth, you don't know what you're going to get from them. So um, it'd be interesting to see. I imagine being home, Cowboys will want to put a look, put on a good show. But it just yeah, it just depends who turns up. Yeah, for sure, mate. I, I actually tipped the Cowboys in this one, and I'm giving them a little bit of benefit of the doubt from last week. 
Um, at the moment, there's no shame to losing to Panthers, especially at home. And I think, you know, the Cowboys could potentially be a, a bit of a different beast playing out of North Queensland. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how big JT uh, bounces back as well. And not talking about the great man Thurston, uh, Tamalolo. Thurston. Yeah, oh, JT. But um, mate, it, Todd Payton's comments in the post-game get in the post-game press conference last week were pretty interesting. Um, I suppose sort of just um, elaborating on his reasons as to why uh, Tamalolo played some low minutes as opposed to his normal numbers. But who knows? That could fire up the big uh, the big boy. And um, a fired-up Tamalolo is definitely a tough proposition uh, <laughs> at the best of times to tackle. I know if he oh. was coming at me, mate, I'd be taken off down the highway. Oh, 100%. I remember last year when he came back out of the COVID break and I, and I put up something saying, you know, there's two things you don't want to hear in your life. And, and one is the doctor telling you that you have COVID and the other is uh, Jason Tumble on those footsteps when he's running towards you with the footy in his hands. So <laughs> I um, I definitely agree with that. He's a, he's an absolute machine. Like the, the meat is the numbers he makes. That could fire him up, but also could have a you know, negative effect, a new coach slandering you in the media. It depends what type of personality um, he is, um, and I guess Sunday will be the answer to it. So, be a very interesting game. Uh, sorry, Saturday. Sunday's game is uh, the Tigers and 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 uh, the Roosters. You'd have to think the Roosters take that one. Yeah, yeah, I well, I think so too, mate. And um, look, I, I really hope Jake Friend's okay after the head knock he sustained on last weekend as well. Um, mate, pretty sad to see two of their club captains are both sidelined with um, I suppose head knock related issues and. When you add to that Luke Keary, who, as we touched on, had a bit of a history in the last couple of years, you know, like you, you don't want to see anyone suffer those sort of injuries. But um, look, I hope, I hope they don't develop into anything bigger than what they already are, because um, it'll certainly be a loss to the game. Do they, do they just teach them how to tackle with their head there? Like, <laughs> well, mate, um, I, I do. Look at it, you got. Trent Robinson does uh, does tell everyone to use their brain out there, and maybe they're taking that information literally. But um, mate, look, I, Dylan, I've always Dylan had Napton when he played there. Mm. Yeah, Nat, Napton when he played there, head head button everyone. I remember he nearly uh, he nearly had head, head butted uh, Josh McGuire's head clean off him. You're looking at Cordner, Jake Friend, Keary. That's four people that have, have all had pretty bad head knocks. Like maybe they need to just get the tackling dummy out and say, lads. Use your head up here for thinking. Use these for tackling. I don't know. I'm not in the NRL, but... Uh, shoulders and arms, mate. Shoulders and arms, but... yeah, That's look, it, mate. mate. That's it, hey. Yeah, look, f- final, fingers, final. fingers crossed for Jake, though. Um, he, he's been, been such a stalwart of the club for a long period of time, and um, fingers crossed he can bounce back from this one. Yeah, hopefully, mate. He's a great player. And from what I've heard from one of our good mates um, who, who knows him, he's a great bloke as well. Um, when he, he went, he had mutual friends with him in, in Sydney and he was walking around that area that the Roosters hub is and everyone was looking at him or waving at him or talking to him. And, and our mate said, geez, everyone seems to know you. And he said, well, I am the captain of the Roosters, so they do bloody love me here. But he, um, he, he sat around and had dinner and they, he seemed like a really good bloke. So... Um, you never want to see anyone affected that by that, especially with your head. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed he, he bounces back well. Um, and bouncing back, you've got the, the Raiders and Sharks. Well, I mean, they both came off wins. Um, so they're coming off wins this weekend. That's the final game of the round. Uh, I, I'd have to think the Raiders, I just, 
I just think that they'll be too strong. But then again, it's in the Shire, so who, who knows? What do you reckon, yeah. mate? Yeah, agreed, mate. I, I probably found this one the toughest to pick personally, especially because uh, the well, the Sharkies always play pretty well at home, don't they, out, out in that part of the world? But I'm just going to go with the Raiders, mate, just on the strength of what I saw last week and I suppose where I expect them to finish this year as well. Um, should be a good game, though. I'll definitely be tuning into this one. Yeah, mate, it looks like it's going to be a good, uh, good couple of games this weekend. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and um, I think you know we've we've spoken about our thoughts on the off season, mate. We've sort of spoken about round one, and all we really need to do is is sit back and enjoy the upcoming footy, and, and we'll probably come back and do it again next Wednesday. Yeah, definitely, mate. Look, it's uh, I suppose it like like we touched on before, round one's back, the footy's back, and um, looking forward to I suppose spinning the yard with you a little bit more about it. Hundred percent, mate. And if anyone, so those that do listen to this, we're not we're not that people that will force you to subscribe or like or join our OnlyFans or anything like that. We're just having a yarn. If you want to message us and talk, tell us that we're completely wrong and and what we've been saying is absolute absolute gibberish, that's fine because we're happy to have a chat. So please do send us a message. Tell us what we should talk about. Tell us what you thought was funny. Tell us whatever. Just interact with us. We're two very lonely men. So just give us a give us a message. And uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we hear from you all and hopefully enjoy listening to it and hopefully we can talk some more footy going forward. Perfect. Thanks, Woodsy. See you. See you everyone next week. No worries. Thanks, Faithy. Cheers, mate.